All right. That was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> you, you was dropping the knowledge. Thank you. That, you know what? what? I tell you what's just hilarious to me because I saw your questions and I was like, damn, these some deep ass questions. I mean, I wouldn't expect any less. Yeah. All right, welcome, welcome back. Zoe Flowers here, back with another episode of The Magic Hours. And today I'm so excited to have my family, my cousin, Charles, KK Williams on the show. And we're going to just talk about a whole bunch of things. So um, Charles, I'm going to turn it over to you to just, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So uh, you've already introduced. So Charles K.K. Williams. Yes. Um, artist, producer, uh, capitalista, writer, uh, healer. Uh, <laughs> uh, we can keep the list going, but I'm going to keep, keep those right now. Yeah. Uh, those definitely stand on the top of the list. Yeah, thank you. So one of the reasons why I reached out to you is because I want to have you share more about capoeira. I know I have, am I pronouncing it right? Capoeira. capoeira. Um, I know I've watched how it has shaped and changed and, you know, helped you evolve as a person over the years and just watching you do all kinds of moves and things like that on Instagram. And I just was like, oh my God, my cousin's like amazing. So before, so I definitely want us to get more into that and spirituality and just, you know, your path and what you're into. The first thing I want to do, obviously, is I want to acknowledge the land that I am on here in Connecticut. And so this is the original land of the Podunk people, the Kaquanic people, the Narragansett people, and many, many more First Nations people here in Connecticut. And my preferred gender pronouns are she and her. All right. Uh, so in terms of land, land acknowledgement here, specifically the land I'm at uh, on here in, in Los Angeles, this is Tongva land. Mm. So wanted to acknowledge, you know, and give praise for the land and the ancestors that came before, also the descendants that are still here today, I'm carrying sure. on in tradition. And I don't have preferred pronouns. I'm, I am I consider myself, I, I don't like to be boxed. Yes. Uh, also in, in the grand scheme of just um, being divine beings, I kind of feel androgynous, you know, even though I know sexuality wise, I do have male, what would be considered male, um, parts but you know kind of flow between that but divine masculine and divine feminine aspects so that's where i'm with that oh my but god i do res respect yeah. others and and their and their in their pronouns yes yes absolutely i you know i just have to wonder if like anybody else in our family <laughs> probably, probably no 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 <laughs> uh, not too many people in our family like us, so there's no like for me to yeah, like we are cool with that. <laughs> just the two of us. Plus, yeah, basically. <laughs> two chocolate drops. That's so, right. You know That's right. Two chocolate drops in the milk. That's right, honey. <laughs> so let's so let's talk about who you are in the world. Like how do you move through the world? How do you see yourself? 
So speaking back, going back to writing, um, I feel like just poetry, emotion, just yeah. flow, um, find, finding meaning and depth within situations and circumstances, um, seeing the lessons that, that things have to offer me in life on a, on a daily basis, um, seeing that every day is a rebirth mm. as well too. You know, like every day is your birthday, you have a chance to, um, at least for me, speaking for me, it's like, you know, every day is a chance to change and change is the most consistent thing that we have in life, right? So um, so that's what I'm saying, going with the flow, like being poetry, emotion, uh, finding the beauty, finding the silver line, you know, the, uh, what's the saying, the, the, in, in the clouds of gray, finding the silver lining as well too. Um, definitely moving in a space of equanimity and balance, um, def- understanding what it means to um, to love oneself, um, to to really be in a, in a realm of uh, embracing one's higher self, um, to understand what it, for me what it means to live in a, a state of abundance, and knowing that that spirit is always there and and trusting in spirit. So that's how I move in the world. I love that. And you said so. So you said the the self love piece and you know, living in abundance, definitely living a spiritual life. How do you think you got on this path? Oh, I know that. That's a hundred, just where how I grew up. I play for like, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, where, how, where I grew up uh, in Connecticut, as you know, <laughs> on Plainfield Street. Yes. Um, like that, was, that was just the hub. That was the epicenter of just, just being, just, you know, just, just growing up as a little kid and you have your elders around you. I grew up with elders yeah. and grew up with other kids, so to speak, you know? Um, and even when other kids came around, I would tend to be like the eldest. And although you, you know, as my older cousin, you know, as well too, there still was, a, there was an age gap, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so, right. so yeah, so even with that, you know, it was just once again, you know, respect for elders. And also didn't grow up in a house where people were pushing anything on you either. Or, you know, where you had opportunity to just just be and um, and learn through osmosis in a way as well, too, where even though going down to St. Justin's down the street was a predominantly Catholic school, okay, that that was uh, a window into another form of, of spirituality. But then you're going home and, you know, you learn about Dopi and Obiaman and, you, you know, talking about uh, yeah, and, you know, dreams and, and numbers and, uh, you know, and I think, I, I don't know who, if I got it, who got in, but, you know, you get into astrology and I mean, I mean, recall being three years old and having a discussion with myself about, uh, am I in, whose body am I in? Is this my body? Can I transfer my consciousness into other bodies? You know, even thinking about levitation. So this is like at three years old, you know, yeah. these are deep conversations I'm having with myself. Um, and 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 like I really just appreciate the grace, you know, um, that I was given in, in, in that household. Like I said, it was never forced. I went to church on my own if that was a thing. But but also going was an exploration to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was also the questioning. It wasn't just taking things for for face value. It um and and so that's why I also appreciate the grace given to me. You know, I was reading. I was talking to somebody the other day, like, I'm, you know, first chapter in the Bible I'm reading is Revelation. Mm-hmm. Nobody telling me to read Genesis or anything. And then, you know, as we're, you know, get older and have the opportunity to move to a, 
to Manhattan um, in fourth grade, you know, and, and attending that school, we had a, um, a, re a religion class, a world religion class. So, you know, we learned about Buddhism, Hinduism, um, Judaism, uh, um, Islam, you know, you learn the whole gamut, right? And so even from there, I'm seeing, okay, the basis of each of these uh, religions is love. Now, don't get me wrong, people are getting, you know, into their dogma, which is their stuff. Uh, but for me, it was, just, it, it was just another path and in deepening into spirituality and the curiosity of, of wanting to know. Yeah. Um, so that, that in, a, you know, in a essence, not saying that getting, getting, getting like, like, oh, this is it, or this is, no, it's just, these were just ways. Yeah. You know, ways, ways for people to, um, and seeing that even at an early age, yeah. um, and, and just having an opportunity to study and to learn. And, and, and like I said, it really was as helpful because I, you know, if you talk to other people and their families, how, how they grew up and it was like, oh, you had to do this, you had to do that, but really with no explanation behind it as well too, you know? Um, and even if I were to have, you know, conversations with, with my, uh, with my elders, you know, I never felt shunned or anything to that extent. So, yeah, that's how I could really say how I got into into my path and the path that I continue to be on to this day. And it's definitely expanded, but um, I really do feel that that was that was the basis of of of, of the journey. Yeah, yeah, we really did have some strong foundational things. And even from just all the books, like you're making me remember when you would walk in the house and that bookshelf, all the books that were there and all of those things. So yeah. All the books, the back porch too. Like you go upstairs yeah. and you find all those books in the back. Yeah, it was a whole slew. I mean, I've read a lot of stuff. It's uh, probably, you know, nowadays if it's a little kid, like hold up all that one right there. But yeah. you know. You know, when you're ready, your teacher will find you. So I don't look at it as, as an age thing. There's certain things people can comprehend at certain points in time comparative to others, you know, because as we know, there's even adults now that there's some things you put across them, they're not going to get. And it's okay. People are where they're at, where they're at. But exactly. yeah. Exactly. And I think you're absolutely, again, right. Although I think those of us that are older, that, that were older, that came along, I think we got like some of the structure. So by the yeah, time you showed up, it's like, I kind of heard how y'all, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I didn't have. Yeah, we, <laughs> I, we but even <laughs> me, I know I had less than like our, the older, the folks that are older than me too, right? And so like, but what we did have to do is we had to read. Like that was like the, like we had to read, like period. Like no, there was no boredom. Reading was definitely, yeah, reading was definitely, even if it wasn't like, I can I say, yeah, I want to say it felt it was imposed. Right. But. Like there was, there was one of these houses, and whoever's hearing this podcast, which you right. will hear, yes. is that like education was important, Facts. right? Like that was, didn't care whatever else you were doing. You could, right. you could be, know how to fly. You could have x-ray vision. Yeah. You could, you know, be the fastest person. They'd be like, well, all right, why? Yeah, you still need to get education. Mm -hmm. Like that's the. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Could have had. Could have been super talented in every other, but I, you need to get it. But which was, which, which at the end of the day, really blessed because you know that's information is power. And once you not just the information, if you understand it and how to use it, that's that's the power. And man, there was reading newspapers all day, so you know oh, you gonna learn hey. to read something. News was on. 
There was also just the conversations that would happen at the table. So you're learning about history. Um, yeah. You're learning about governmental systems. Yes. Even if you're not like, like I said, a lot of it was just through osmosis. You just sitting there just listening, right? You know, like that wise old owl. You just listen, yeah. and, you know, at a point you have to listen because the way the octaves were going. Well, they're right? so and loud. Exactly. Oh, now. man. You, you couldn't go in. What to listen that loud? How, and you couldn't tell if they were arguing or oh, if you they were like, no, that's 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 real because you just like they're gonna fight, they're gonna have it, but it was just it was just passionate. It was just that's passion. It's it just passion. And yeah. when you learn that after a time, you're like, okay, nobody got knocked out. You yeah. know, you hear it, you know, whenever uncles is sometimes saying the most nonsensical, whatever, yeah. but the way he backed that up though, he yeah. wasn't letting off that pony. But um, but still <laughs> But it was always humor, it's always an undercurrent yes. of yes. humor. And that's a blessing too, which I think has definitely, you know, translated into your work and how you move through the world. So when you think about how your actions, you know, how, how do your actions, because this is for folks that are listening to things. I have people say things to me all the time, like, how did you do what you did? How do you make this happen? How do you make that happen? And for me, a lot of things are about alignment and making sure that, you know, certain things are correct. So what do you think about alignment? I think it's important. Mm -hmm. um, and with, with alignment comes listening to that, that voice, that intuition mm -hmm. as well too. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I've shared this, you know, clients, whoever, friends, it's that to me, um, when that first voice speaks, listen to that voice. Yeah. Because then what starts happening is then, then, then the heady part wants to get involved and then starts convoluting it. And then you get, but, but this, but, but that. And then, you know, you get to that road where you're like, oh man, I should just listen initially when that voice happened instead of trying to sit here and rationalize everything. Um, and so to, to, to continue in that sense of alignment, because once you understand that voice, that voice helps guide you in the direction that is best for you, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, 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 and if you, you don't listen to that, a lot of times then that's where the misalignment comes in. And then you got to do the double back. You know, it's not saying you can't re-enter. It's just that I won't even call it a waste of time. It's just how you one uh, utilizes one's energy. And I know even in Capoeira, we call this like economy of motion, just yeah. so you don't have to, um, yeah, you don't have to waste energy you don't need. But, you know, it's life. So you're going to have to live and learn. and um, and uh, something that I, I've taken uh, to resonates with me, when I say take on, it resonates with me, is that I read something once that said, you know, experience is learned through action, right? And wisdom is learned from experience, so you don't have to keep repeating the same thing that you were doing before, right? So to get to that place of wisdom to understand, you know, what's in alignment for me? How does this, you know, feel even before going into a place? And then... What do I vision as well, you know, with, with, with what's coming out of this? Then understand the synchronicities and the signs. Because um, as I was saying, what is for you will be for you. But even with that, things will start falling into place and being aware that, oh, this, this is, if, even if I were like teetering or had any doubts, mm -hmm. like, oh, no, 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 this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm, where I'm supposed to go with the flow. And that also parts comes with just trusting and trusting in spirit, you know? So to me, it's a process. Uh, but the big part too is that also sometimes you just gotta go, take that leap of faith 
um, and, and with, a, with a lot of anything that we do, you know, there's always risk. It's not a thing that you do that does not involve risk. Right. You know, you get up in the morning, there's risk. You know, like a couple years ago, that man who fell through the sinkhole in his bed in Florida, like he was just in his bed, right? Who knows? There's risk to lay in your bed now because the floor might open, right. you know? <clears throat> it's risk when you go outside, risk when you go to your job, risk when you get in your car. Uh, but if there's something that you know is calling you and, 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 and resonates and that voice is, you got to trust that, go with that. Um, you only get one life to live as well, too. You know, there's not a video game. There's not like no code you could put in or up, up, left, right, down, down, A, B, A, B, select, start and get a limited lives. Like, no, you got one. So, you know, what you're going to do, you got to make the most of it. And so I rather, for me, another thing that helps with alignment is so I don't ever fall into the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I rather at least go for it, take, you know, and um, and go for it is is whatever I feel is alignment for me, you know, like go for it, trust it. I mean, because at the end of the day, you can't take it. There's nothing you could take away from, from me or anybody that, that that falls into that line, right? And, 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 and alignment, there's not a time limit for it either, right? You know, um, I feel there's the, it's in that divine time. So even if it was for a second, a minute, mm -hmm. a day, a week, a month, a year, you know, whatever it may be, that was the path you needed to be on. So it can take you to the, to the next space, you know? That's the thing, you know, we, we moving, you know, life, life is, life is about movement. We're in constant movement. Even if, you know, we're, we're being still, things are still moving. Things are moving inside of us on a, or even on a cellular level as well too, you know? So it's also that understanding that mm -hmm. there's, these, there's levels to life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. So since we're in this conversation about movement, let's move on to... <laughs> I like the segue. <laughs> Let's move on to capoeira. Like, how did you get into it? And what is it for people who don't know? All right. So let me start off with the, the, the part B of that, with the latter part of that question. Yes. Um, so capoeira is an Afro-Brazilian art that incorporates movement, dance, singing. Um, I say protection of personhood. Um, I do not use the word martial art just for the fact that's a Western concept. Mm -hmm. um, also within this game of capoeira, we call it a game um, because when normally when you think of a martial art, you're thinking of fighting. Um, we are in a space where we're amiable, we're flexible. And normally if you're a martial art, it's more one dimensional. Whereas I've just given you four things that capoeira could be, mm -hmm. right? Um, so even when somebody enters the space, like number one is like, I'm smiling the game, right. But also knowing that there is a sense of, of, of agency with that and power with that, because the person in front of you, since it's a game, I'm like, well, what ways can I even throw them off? Right. And due to the circumstances and situations that, uh, Capoeira came under, which was an affect response to slavery. Um, also, I consider it a social justice movement against uh, racism, colonialism, imperialism, and capitalism. Um, also, you know, the narrative for capoeira as an art of freedom, resistance, and, um, and liberation. That's something you can't change when you had enslaved Africans who were fighting uh, for their life, not just their livelihoods, but um, other Africans as well, too. 
even the Tupi Indians uh, of, of Brazil, who also um, helped a lot of uh, Afri enslaved Africans to, you know, to navigate the land outside in the bush so where they could start their columbos, which were uh, warrior communities. Uh, and so in these communities, you know, they, it was basically a um, form of, uh, in, in terms of, what's the word I wanna look for, but uh, self-sustainability. Mm. Right to to learn how to live off the land, um, how to live with each other, create these these communities that were also interleveled, their own nations. I call them their own nation states, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so that being said, that that's a little inkling into capoeira. Um, also knowing that as an African art, right? You know, it's African intrinsically, but Brazilian in a sense of how it came to be in the form that it is um, that it is now. Also, the art of capoeira that I practice uh, specifically is capoeira angola, which is considered to be the uh, original form of capoeira. Um, of capoeira, however, you know I don't really like to separate in a sense because mm -hmm. you do have capoeira Haitian now, um, you know, contemporary, you know, contemporano capoeira. I mean, they're all capoeira at the end of the day. Just um, just have their own their own unique spice, their own flavor, their own right. dende. That's a word we're using capoeira dende, like it's this oil, but okay. it adds, adds flavor to it. So each one has their own flavor, but okay. all part of the capoeira family, you're on the same root, same tree. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and you just gave us a little snippet of, I mean, I'm just like fascinated just from yeah. what you said. So how'd you get us? Oh, so, so I'll tell you how I get into it. So I'll give you the break. So no, no, I got you. I got you. Okay. okay. Um, so and as I say this, it's African art. So, you know, and 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 growing up in, in the United States of America, you know, I was a very active young man. Um, I love watching my kung fu flicks. Also, at a certain age, I was getting into a lot of fights. Is what it, it is what it is, was what it was. <laughs> uh, you know, also da dancer, you know, seeing break dancing. I uh, love music, you know, so I see this movie, I think I, mean, I was like 13 or 14 called Only the Strong. And this is my first introduction to seeing capoeira at all, mm. you know, and I'm like, oh, what, what is this thing, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and I never forget leaving that movie. I was like, man, I'm gonna do that one day. Um, and so, you know, fast forward the clock. So now I'm in Los Angeles, right? And this has to be around 2006. And I went to go see, um, initially, went to go see Saul Williams at the MoCA. Oh, right? God, Saul Williams. That, yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so I can't even remember where. Yeah, so yeah, so there we go. So I'm like, oh, you know, as a writer, as a poet, yeah. I gotta go see, the, go see the namesake, Yes. you know? Um, and it was for free, so I <laughs> had <laughs> that to the mix. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Be transparent here is what it is, you know, yeah, and then yeah. so, so you know, once again, there's synchronicities, you know, as I say, you know, they're saying when you're ready, your teacher will find you, all that, you know, mm -hmm. is happening at this moment, right? Um, so I get down to, to the mocha, and there is a very beautiful woman that I see, and so you know, I felt uh, the voice, the intuition said, Go talk to her, you know, and I go to you know, speak with her. And her name is Luz, which just translates to light, mm -hmm. right? So like I said, there's always meaning in things as my poetic mind goes into mm -hmm. metaphors, all this other stuff, mm -hmm. but I wasn't thinking of that at that time. Yeah. But anyways, mm -hmm. that, was, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
to be yeah. really 100 that was <laughs> yeah. yeah um and so she you know through the conversation then she and i'll never forget this because jokingly i was like oh i'll protect you and then she goes oh, i do capoeira and so now the tables like they just totally turn right i i because then i'm like oh my gosh you do capoeira I've been wanting to do that all my life, you know? And then she told me the time that she, she taught class, but I wasn't able to attend because it didn't, you know, it didn't work with my work schedule. But she tells me that her teacher is teaching class um, and it worked with my work schedule. And I, I'll never forget, you know, so I bring a friend with me that first class and I go, bro, if I see anybody hitting or kicking each other, doing anything crazy in here, I'm out. Because I was also at a place in my life where I knew I was transitioning in terms of, uh, I was telling somebody like my quarter century crisis, right? Because I had to be like around 26 or something around this time, right? And, um, but it just, just knowing where I was um, <clears throat> moving in my energy at that, at that place in life. And then when I get there, it's not what I, what, it's not what it, it's capoeira, but it's not what I saw in the movie. Mm. And, and this blessing that they weren't, you know, doing anything that I felt was just like, um, wasn't in alignment with me, you know, because like I said, I, I knew that other life okay. and I wasn't, that's not how I was vibing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, my teacher, his name is Omulu. So that was the name that he was given, Omulu is Arisha of healing. And so once again, you know, this, this synchronicity. Um, you know, you're coming across as somebody whose name means light, and the next thing your teacher, um, you know, his name translates into healing, um, and also being in that garden, being in a healing space. Um, so for those first two years of of training, I kind of felt like um, Peter Pan almost in a way, right? Just in this wonderland, mm -hmm. you know, being in Los Angeles, which is a city, but having this this uh, place where I could escape to. Not really escaping from life, but just escaping from just the uh, getting out of the matrix per yeah. se. Yeah. Um, to to have this this beautiful garden in the city, um, and then you know the people that I was able to meet there who became family. Because I recall telling myself, even you know, told spirit, I said spirit, this is the people I want to be around. I want to be around more, you know, loving, caring, sensitive, in tune. I went through the whole list. You know, um, we didn't even think about what I didn't like, but this is what I was looking for. This is what I want and the people who I want to uh, to be with. And, and slowly but surely, that's what started happening. And to this day, um, there's not one of those people in there that I can't say aren't, aren't family, you know, and still having um, with some very close, intimate relations, relationships with as well as 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 family. Uh, so um so I was blessed with that because also Capoeira is about community, right? Um, and, and specifically Angola, there isn't a hierarchy. There isn't a belt system. It's really understanding that we all come together, uh, whether it's the elder to, you know, the youngin, um, whether it's to, the, let's say, the teacher who's been doing it or the, or the student who's just come to the first, their first class. Like everybody, each one teaches one, mm -hmm. you know, um, each person is accountable and you know in terms of how holding the space and what they bring to the space as well too um because it's really for upliftment to help uplift each other mm. help, help empower each other mm. also um operate from that win-win perspective as well too like i was taught the only way you lose is if you lose your cool 
you know, because like in life, things happen. And so as, as an Angolero, you know, um, and especially knowing the times and, and what Capoeira came up under for 400 plus years later, for us to be here and still being able to do this art, it was an art that was adaptive, but at the same time was still able to hold its traditions and its culture, um, still in that, in, in that uh, African cosmo cosmology, and also in the sense that it's just not black or white. Like something can be both, can have both. Because even when we talk about Orishas, there's both spectrums to Orishas, yeah, right? You know, right. we could talk about like, you know, Ogun is your clarity or spiritual path, but at the same time, he's also <laughs> considered the warrior Orisha, like, like, like you know, uh, you know, and, and, and in Greek, you know, you say like he would be Mars or something yes. like that, oh. right? <laughs> Wait, I got to read just my seat. Okay, you know, let's go. But, but it's to understand that even with that, like when he ready to destroy, he taking everybody out. He like Nino Brown. If I go down, I'm taking everybody with me. So it's yeah. also understanding your energies. And that's where the art becomes healing too. Because when you come into the art, like anything, you're coming in as, as who you are, right? So um, especially here, I'm going to speak, when I see here in North America, a lot of us coming in with westernized constructs you know, in terms of thinking, uh, ways of doing, just just been embedded in us, whether we're consciously aware of that or not. Right. So, you know, you come into this space that's uniquely African in, in, in all its parts, right? But also understanding like, okay, guess what? We'll hold you as well too. But as we come into holding this space, it's also, you know, my teacher would say this once again, here's the, here's the thing. You know, it's it's in your vulnerability where you find your strength. Now you telling somebody who coming off, not you know, dealing with some street stuff, and you gonna say being vulnerable is where you find your strength. It's like, fam, if you being vulnerable, you know, at least in that idea, like you basically uh, open yourself up for the sharks because the moment people smell blood, they coming in for the hunt. So you know, you mostly on a, we here with this, you know, because you you know how you feel at that moment what you need to do to protect your space. But then it comes again, that's like, you know, one dimensional where it's like, nah, if you own and you know who you are and you can stand in your truth, then it doesn't matter who or what comes at you or however they're coming at you because you don't have to change or act a certain way, right? Because a lot of times when people, it's an act, you know, I got to act tough. I got to act this way. I got to act this, you know. If you put on an act and somebody can sense you acting, then that could be manipulated as well too. Cause you're trying to manipulate the situation where it's just like, no, if you come as who you are, doesn't matter what's coming. You know, they trying to manipulate the situation. You could just still be standing, stand in, in you. Doesn't mean you gotta take any crap, don't get me wrong, but you know where you're at. You know where your line in the sand is. And so that that came through over time, but I there was definitely a lot of cognitive dissonance when, when, when he said that, but like in anything with teaching, you know, you may not get it the first time. Things take time, it takes time to sew in. And then there's also the experiential part of that, right? The, the practical application when, you know, as you're starting to grow and you're put in certain, in certain, cause you know, spirit will test you. There's, you know, something I also learned. Spirit be like, let's see if you got, he or she or they got the lesson. All yeah. right, let's, let's, run, let's run it back. But we're gonna just, we're gonna run it back and it's gonna just look different, right? You might right. change the people my turns the location, but it's still the circumstance. So here it is, bam, right. did you see That's it? Right. And it's like, oh, I see it, I get it. Now, just because now how I stand, how I move in the world is not 
I'm able to, to jingle with it. I'm able to flow with it, um, which is another conversation. And like I said, there's levels to this, right? So could I talk, tell this per tell it this way to the person who first came to class? Probably not so much, right? Okay. You drop little little gems so and so, but you don't want to overload the system. Okay. <laughs> that's what I was gonna ask. That, so that's exactly what I was gonna ask because you talk about us with our Western mindsets, no matter what we're on, it's like the programming is just like the programming. So when they come into an African space, what is that like? Like, what do you see on their faces or what did you experience? Like, tell me about it. So to me, like I'm, I'm always just excited, I'm charged. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. Because I was explaining to somebody like one, and for any, for this is just me, can't speak for anybody else, is that the fact that somebody's coming to, to train with me, mm -hmm. like I, I feel honored. I, I recognize it as a blessing. Um, so I hold that near and dear to my heart. I also understand, at least for me, is like that may be the only time that they ever come to class. They could, you know, and because once again, everybody has a choice. What what flows, and you never know, I'll be going in somebody's life. I, I don't know, you know, but so, you know, that moment that I have with them, you know, I cherish that, right? And so, you know, once I start talking to them and also depending, you know, like I said, it's a, the game itself is a conversation. So there, so understanding that is that even when I'm first meeting the person, that's also a part of the game as well too, right? It's like, and and gaming is not, and once again, it's not in a westernized sense of gaming, right. right? This has nothing to do with manipulation or anything. Oh, we try to game them. Like, no, nah, it's how am I embracing them? That back and forth, meeting the person, how I was taught to, if it's somebody's first class, or even the first time coming, you meet them where they're at, right? So if we're at a place of addition, okay, that's where we're at. But I know there's quantum physics involved in this, but let's hold up on that. As well, let's build, let's build, let's add. So that's, that's where I come from, a place of taking time, meeting where they're at. And then also you can help along. They might know a little, you know, you notice they might understand a little addition. So maybe throwing a little like, okay, subtraction or multiplication, you know, but don't, don't overload the system. Um, and then, and then, yeah, then little at a time too, what, what I start talking about, especially, and if somebody's coming to class, you know, the first movement you're going to learn is the Jenga, right? The Jenga is the base, it's the root. It stems, you know, it is that root. Everything stems stems from that. So, you know, just we start there okay. <laughs> and we build upon. So we get the root, get the foundation okay. and we build on, you know, like anything in life, you don't got a strong foundation. And if you don't understand, you know, like, like when you, like I'm gonna use this like in jazz or anything, you start improvising, but you, but you know, you know the rhythm to come back to right mm -hmm. like you know you start moving in, in capoeira whatever you start doing you know you can come back to that jenga that's your foundation mm -hmm. that's your base so i definitely want to give the base to people like let them know this is boom boom and then even even when we start talking about you know african spirituality or cosmology you know like even even with that getting into boom boom you know yeah. um because some people like i said they People, when they're coming to class, you know, just like I did, you know, you have what you think it is, mm -hmm. which is totally different than, than what it is, mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
So yeah, that's that. It's where I start off with. Where I start off with it. Where I start with it. It's interesting that you're talking about the root, right? Because that makes me think about the root chakra. It all. It also makes me think where everything comes from. If that root chakra is off, which many of us have root chakra, you know issues because of circumstances of our birth or just like walking through life and you know if that if that root chakra is shaky then that sacral is shaky and then just up 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 and we're off center so that makes me think about that and it also makes me think about this um this proverb that Baba Lau I work with Baba Marcus out of New Orleans, shout out to Baba Marcus, who said to me, um, you can't hate the root and love the tree. See, see, see. I've had, uh, say in the past couple months, this that discussion mm. where I've had to tell, you know, share with people, it's like, you don't get to pick and choose. Mm like especially within this art especially within the culture like when you come to the culture you come to art you you get all of it right you get you get there's there's and, and that's also to understand that a lot of these arts have stemmed from black pain that's right right, that's right. of course you know there would be no capoeira there would be no hip-hop it would be no blues, no soul music, you no know. No jazz, no rock no and jazz, roll. No rock and roll. Baseball would be whack. Basketball would be a joke. I mean, let's just let's just yeah, yeah. Throw it all away without yeah. That's coming that. from the souls of, of of black folks. That's right. You know, and that's and I, and 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 also, you know, that's just not stemming from 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 slavery because our history don't start as slavery. That's right. You know. They go back to, you know, Akabulan, you know? Uh, so you got to understand that too, understand those roots. That's right. You know, I'm not talking about just, just Egypt, you know? <laughs> you know, and big ups to Egypt, nothing wrong with Egypt, right? <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I'm talking about. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I don't have to go into <laughs> go into detail. And if anybody <laughs> can go to detail, go go to research. Go do some real history. Go read. You know, you uh, really understand what I'm talking about. But okay. that being said, um, you know, go to the lower Nile Valley, right? Go to the Southern Valley. You know, go to Mali, to Shanghai, go to the Congo. You know, like even if you're in the Nigeria region, go to the Basa. You know, that's my tribe. You know. Name is Keke Yorsi, you know, and I mean, it's head chief. So yes, I am the head chief of the Basa tribe. Yes. Right? If I do decide to go back to, and that's another thing we talk about, you get mm. the whole root and the history. Understand that, you know, a lot of African-Americans here is something that have been working, have, you know, post-traumatic slave syndrome. That's right. Um, also there is African-American amnesia, specifically, I would say here in the United States and other parts of the diaspora as well too, because you can only go far back as if one wants to do their history, as somebody who identifies as African America, could probably only go back to that plantation That's of where right. the people were brought to. That's not your full history. That's right. No, you you're know? so right. I mean, I have friends that live in the DR and who are, you know, have gone back and 
folks and you know friends from Haiti and it's like they can rattle off this that and it's like it makes me feel away sometimes and I said to them one time like I I can't like I mean I can but I can't but but it's I can and I can't it's yeah. not the same like it's not like people are going to be waiting for me being like oh yeah da, 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 and your mother and bye and this street and da. now that'll happen in the south if I go to Tifton Georgia but yeah but that's where that's, it's, it. that's but that's where that's it that's where that's, that's where it, it stops and that's where the amnesia happens so exactly. I you know playing with somebody it's like being a motherless child yes right? like it's like you know your mother but don't really know your mother right yes. you can't really go back to your mother because I don't know where you know would you know where to go back to if you had to go visit your mother and I said yeah. you know nowadays to what your extent you can go take one of those tests and those tests might tell you the region but once you get to the region like you said whose house are you going to whose door are you knocking on <laughs> who coming who coming to meet you when you get to the airport I don't know. I mean, you knowing know? me, maybe somebody. Somebody, right? No, yeah, knowing you know, me. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> knowing me, but yeah. but, but still. for the other, the majority of others, like, <laughs> like you know, I'll be the found somebody, honey. I'll be the found. Yeah. Well, my people, but yeah. that's a a very deep pain and void that we fill with dance and music and food and, da, 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 and all those things that you talked about right because there's a there goes back to that 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 cellular memory right because even when i saw that movie yeah. i was like oh this looks familiar it's like i know this yeah. right but i may have not known what it was in that construct yeah. <clears throat> but i knew this because it, it like it sang to my soul my heart where i could say like oh i'm gonna do this now, yeah. mind you, I've been watching, you know, one of other martial arts or whatever. And at that point, I never, and nothing ever moved me to the sense of, like, oh, I'm going to go do that. Yeah. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, look, we in a street fight about 99% of the time. You're not going to be able to do all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? At least, yeah. least, 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 you know, for my, my, my mentality at that point in time. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I said, you know, where I was, where I was in life now, mm -hmm. that, for me to get into this art and to to and to know that's not what I was looking for and that and and Angola saying no not 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 my son trust me it's not even going to be like that you mm -hmm. know there's 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 these other other levels other dimensions that I'm going to open mm -hmm. open you up to and then mm -hmm. you talk about chakras right mm -hmm. so there was a, um so my teacher had a friend named Nzinga so this, like I said, this was things were just opening so my teacher had a friend named Nzinga and he said they were having a conversation one day. And mind you, I never met this woman. So I just want to put this in the story. This is a real story. Never met this woman to this point. They're hanging out together. She tells him, oh, I, th I think Charles has a problem with his back. Tell him to come see me. At this point, I had a problem with my back. I didn't know what it was, okay? I didn't feel like any type of regular injury. So I'm like, okay, this woman who I never met, <clears throat> out of the blue tells my teacher, to come see him with an issue I haven't really told anybody that I'm dealing with, mm. you know. <clears throat> Go to see her. She tells me that she's a Reiki master. I don't know anything about Reiki. She tells me about chakras. I don't know anything about chakras. All I know is that, oh, she's telling me that I have an energy block and that, you know, you have newer information at this point, they've, you know, like a, like a highway, and now mm -hmm. they're stuck in a traffic jam. So I'm listening to her intently. 
but I don't have to deny a little part of me a little skeptical because I I'm like, hold up, what's this Reiki thing? I got an energy block. Are you tell me I got these things called chakras? <laughs> okay, all right. Like I'm open to learn, you know, yeah. but of course it's new new information coming yeah. in. And you're telling me, oh, in two hours you're gonna take this stone, you can go up and down my spine with a chakra. It's gonna be gone in two hours. <laughs> I like, okay, cool, I'm game. I'm game. <laughs> but once again, that little dissenting voice is better. Time about uh, this sound wild right now, homie. I'm like, yeah, yeah, chill with all that though. Let's just let's, let's go do this. Yeah. You know? And then two hours hit, and I never forget because I was in Capoeira class. And uh I two hours hit exactly, you know. <laughs> Like when Cinderella and the ball hit, I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, hold up, ain't nothing changed yet." She was like, "Just, just give it like five more minutes, you know, like chill, chill out." And literally, I get off the phone. I don't even think five minutes hit. I think the next two minutes hit, and it is gone. The whole whatever that thing was gone. Yeah. And so now, so now I'm like I said, it's experiential. I'm like, oh, this is real, real. Yeah, you know, this this is something that. Now you open me to a, to a, to another level of healing and understanding how um, how this how this flow of energy works as well too within ourselves and even universally, you know. And then I'm finding that you know you got places here in California like Mount Shasta that sits on a meridian point. You got Ojai that sits on a meridian point. I'm like, oh, the, the even the, the, the earth has uh, has yes. chakras as well too. I was like, okay, okay. So yeah, yeah, that's that like you said, this this art has definitely transformed my life, opened up doors, avenues that I'm not saying it wouldn't have opened, but yeah. at least within the context of with through the art where it can, to me it's now it's applicable yeah. and I can see how it's flowing and even how when I step into play or whatever it is, or just even how I move through life, just that under that understanding, you know? So, um, which even led me to spiritual psychology, you know, which ended up getting, getting a master's in, which was the fact where I'm thinking like, oh, and, and quick story with this was mm -hmm. that at that time there was a doctor program or a program at UCLA, a world arts and culture program. So I'm like, oh, how can you apply the spiritual aspects of capoeira to everyday life? So I was like, oh, that'd be great. You know, go get a PhD and blah, blah, blah. And I recall going to Brazil in 20, the first time going to Brazil in 2010. And by the time I left, I was like, well, you know, spirituality is, is, is an individual thing for, you know, every person. I was like, is there such, but I'm still interested in psychology, you know, and, and, and that's something I knew from seventh grade that I wanted to be a psychologist, right? Um, you know, but like I said, life things happen. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the path is the path the path, the path is the path to help you get back to where you need to get to yep yep um and i said but is there such a thing i said i'm interested in spirituality this is psychology is there such thing as spiritual psychology and i'm like oh my gosh you crazy your own field spiritual psychology but then the other voice is like bro you know there's the internet go research this real quick before you start going out telling people <laughs> out of this field that little you know somebody already beat you to the punch yeah but somebody beat me to the punch which yeah. i'm very happy that they did because at that point they had been doing this for like 30 something years yeah and uh luckily and blessed enough the school was located here in california at the university of santa monica and so but like i said i listened to that voice and right after i was like let's go check the school out let's go boom 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 and afterwards applied got in and um and that also further i went you know further on my spiritual path as well too. And that program to me was so dope because 
like it is an experiential program. Whatever you learn, if we're talking about healing, you got to go through the same thing. This isn't just go and go read a book, uh, go go take a test to write a couple of papers, and now you get a degree and you out, and you got to go work with people and basically apply something or tell them to do something that you've never gone through experientially at first, which to me, I've always been the type of person, if you want to tell me something, have you gone through it? You know what I'm saying? Because otherwise, it's just lip service to me. You know, how you going to tell me go do something and you ain't done it. So that's right. <laughs> don't make, you know, make any sense. So I know even when I'm working with people and I'm sharing and you're sharing with them, you know, um, a skill set or, 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 or a way of, of, of being right. And how to get to that way of being. There's never once that I'm going to tell them like, nah, be, I, 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 I don't know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you let me know how it is afterwards. You know, exactly. like, mm-hmm. like, no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that old hair loss commercial. It's like, I'm not only a president, but only a client That's type right. of situation, right? Yeah. That's right. So, you know, let people know, like, I'm not going to, not going to sell you this, not any snake oil. Um, and I'm not going to misguide you. And also not in this old therapeutic model where it's like, um, there's a hierarchy where it's like, oh, no, I'm here. You're here. No, this is an equal mutual relationship as well with the transference going back and forth, right? The counter and the transference. So, yeah, just understanding that too, right? You know, so when people are, they're dealing with our, their dealers, now you're going to share something and bring something new to their life. They're like, hold up, man, what is this? Like, what you, what you, what you telling me about? And it's like, listen, what I'm telling you, I've been through this. And yes, I know what it feels like. I had, I went and I'm still working on myself. It's not a one-stop shop process either. It's a lifelong process. If it took you 20, 30 something years to get to this place, it's not going to take one session for it to be wiped away, you know? So, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, of course. Think, think it like I just come one time. That's it. Like, no, you've been through your own trauma. You're dealing with your parents' trauma, your environmental trauma, your intergenerational trauma. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's it, it, the, the slate not just gonna get get wiped clean. But, but as you do the work, and you're also with somebody who's doing the work as well too. Um, just know that. That's where community comes in as well, too. It's a shared process, you know, because ego will make you feel like, oh, you, you a lone wolf. You out here in the field by yourself. And it's like, no, there's other people going through it. Everybody going through it. But now you're with the, in a community that is safe enough to hold you while you're going through it, you know? <laughs> also, as long as you're doing the work, too, because nobody's trying to cripple you, right? We're going to hold you up. But, you know, th- those training wheels are going to have to come off when you're ready. But, you know, but not to enable you either, though, you know. So much information, so much dropping. I love it. I love it. I love it. So as as you, this where the table covered a playful street. I get passionate about stuff. Try to be all cool. Like, yes, it, 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 but if I, it is what it is. Yeah. No, it's good. It's all about play. And I, and I love yeah. when you're talking about that, because one of my favorite books is The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scoville Shin. It's an old book. I think she wrote it in like the 20s or something like that. So it's like an old new thought book, but I love it. You know, every now and then I'll, I'll pick it up and I'll, I'll read it again. And she says like, life is a game. And it's like, yeah, how differently would things be if we were able to, we, me, <laughs> be able to step back and be in that role of the observer more and see it, you know, um, as a game. I remember mom would always tell me as a kid, gotta learn how to play the game. Mm. Gotta learn how to play the game. That's just what she'd always say. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not playing no game. I don't mm-hmm. play no game. 
Mm. You know, but also there was no context. When somebody's just telling you, like, and sometimes, you know, even, you know, with our grandma, she's speaking adages, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, you may not get it at that point, mm-hmm. but they're dropping, they're dropping that seed on you. And, and hopefully you get it, right? Because sometimes it might lose its um, essence if you just explain it to somebody. I just, I just literally just thought about how she would say that you don't eat on the street. Do you remember that? No, you got that one. I got like um, hard head, make a soft behind. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got hang that too. You, know you could hang the dog, forgive his character. That's definitely Wait, one. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, that was definitely hang the dog, forgive his character, right? Oh, I never heard that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, people could lie on you, say what they want to say. But at the end of the day, if you know how you're moving in the world and you're moving with righteous intentions and you in alignment, yes, then you know, they can't be oh, like a lot of other people, that. they can't lie to themselves. They know what it is. So yeah, and you know what it is too. So yeah. I love Persecute that. me, hang me, with me, but cool. But I, I know how I'm flowing through life. And normally that's because of how you are flowing through life, you know. So either love me or hate me, either or. But <laughs> I love it. It's nothing but love. It's nothing but love. Yeah, yeah. So before we wrap, one of the things that you know we're doing as part of the show, if you want, is we're doing readings. So if you have a question or anything like that, I can pull a card for it. If you don't want that to be public, we can do that private. It's totally up to you. No, I have no problem being, you know. I'm gonna be I'll be open and transparent and vulnerable in this space, right? Um, and even if you don't have a question, I can do an overall energy reading, like what to focus on, what to you know, I usually do like a focal point, like a main thing to focus on, like a main message, and then spirit suggestion for what to embrace and spirit suggestion to what to release. So let's go with that one. That's yeah. where that's that's where I'm at. Feels good, right? Yeah, that one feels, feels good. Feels good. Yeah. Hey. Yo, I wish I could have like contemporary music as part of my show, as part of this podcast. Oh, you need some musicians or something? Yeah, I was going to say, but since I can't, (laughs) maybe there are some musicians that, yeah, I need some music. You know, we love music. Okay. I'll, you know, it's interesting speaking. I'll, I'll, I'll connect you with my brother. Okay. Actually, actual, actual biological brother. Like, a word? Oh, yeah. Brother from another mother, but with the same father. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love He's it. A sound, yeah, he does. Yeah. Music producer and sound engineer. You oh. Know? Yeah. Please connect us because, yeah, I need, I mean, I, you know, I go on like the little free sites or whatever but mm-hmm. i need music i need some I yeah, need sometimes it, yeah okay. okay all right let's go all right so and this is um rose sage i always feel like it's important every anytime i'm burning sage because many of our first nation siblings are asking us not to use regular sage because mm, okay it's become so commercialized that it's actually causing issues for oh, like taking away from the land that's right 
Okay. That's right. So there's other things that we can use like rose and things like that. Lavender, it's, it's so much about intention. And a lot of times people are using sage wrong anyway. They're not using the correct sage and allowing the magic in the plant to actually do its job. Okay. All right. So Spirit, what do we have? What's the focal point? So I'm hearing for actually the next six months or so. Yeah. Okay. Spirit, what do we have for next six months? What's the focus? What's the focus? What's the focus? What's the focus? That's a lot of cards. Oh, you came back out again? Okay. He wasn't playing. Yeah. He was serious. Okay. So we have temperance. Mm. Now we have temperance in reverse, which is interesting, right? Because this is like balancing things almost slowing things down a bit in the traditional rider weight to row let's see if oh yeah there she is i don't know if you can see i can see right back, yeah. yeah so in the traditional to row she has one foot in the water and one foot on the ground she is mixing the primordial waters she is a fire sign associated with the sign of sagittarius which we okay. love but we know that sagittarius can't not but and sagittarius can be sort of a sign of extremes like way over here or way over there and so again temperance is like slowing down being more composed so for me when a card is in reverse it is either a stagnant energy that wants to come out or it's the complete opposite of what the card means when it's in the upright. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, great. So for you, it's, it's of course, it's a little bit of both. So she has one foot again in the water and one foot on the ground. And for you, it's like, that's not the vibe for the next six months. For you, the vibe for the next six months really is like about like, getting grounded, but not in the traditional sense, like really putting structures together to really ground your structure. So I don't know if this has to do with like a living situation, but really like over the next six months, it's like, where do I want to be? How do I want to be going? And really putting things into place, like things really falling into place for you over these next six months. So it's like looking at like the bank account, like are, am I saving what I need to be saving? Am I preparing for this? Am I preparing for that sort of next big step? That is what I'm feeling with that. Let's see what the birds have to say. Okay. And then we'll do the release and the embrace. Okay. What do y'all have? I like getting, this is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we have the hummingbird. Release what you've been carrying and lighten up. New joy is on the way. Okay. So that's really nice. And also I would say looking even more into hummingbird magic, into, you know, hummingbird medicine, excuse me, not magic. It's interesting that I said that. Looking into hummingbird medicine. Let me look at, let's see what this book says. Cause this okay. is interesting. I like that you got the books ready. Yeah, because sometimes I just get the urge to read them. I 
I mean, when we think about the hummingbird, okay, yeah. Okay. So for me, in my practice, when we work with the hummingbird, okay, we call the hummingbird Wheatsley Lepochli. And we work with Wheatsley Lepochli to help us make the impossible possible, to bring heaven down to earth. Because the thing about the hummingbird is it's like magical and mystical because of the way it beats its wings. It's like weird. It shouldn't even be able to fly, quote unquote, with the way that its wings are set up. And yet it flies and yet it's beautiful and it does so many things. So it's really interesting that we have this temperance again in reverse and with this hummingbird and the colors in a way are even similar. Okay. If you look closely, there's like a little bit of green going in there with temperance. Yeah. Okay. It's like, huh? It's like dream even bigger. Because again, okay. temperance is like slowing down and like blah, blah, blah. But for you, it's like, no, now isn't the time to slow down. It's like, it's the time to really like put these yeah, things yeah, in motion, yeah. put your big dreams in motion and release what you've been carrying and lighten up. So any like thoughts, beliefs, like, oh, can I do this? Da, 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 da. It's like, no, you can do it. And it says a passionate lover of freedom. The delightful hummingbird embodies beauty, lightness, and joy. Hummingbirds can fly backwards and can hover in one place in the air. These attributes represent a reawakening of the past and an ability to stay in the present moment. Hummingbird is also, a, like we talked about that, that rounding, like that, that rooting itself in, like we were talking about that root. Hummingbird is also associated with nectar, the sweetness of life. And again, this is the this is the this is the nectar here. This is the primordial waters that this figure is moving back and forth. The sweetness of life and was very, was very often called upon in Native American rain prayers. Hummingbird is tiny, but its message is great. So it's signaling a time of new joy and accomplishment in your life. It is important to let go of any burdens or negativity so that you may fully receive the gifts on their way. Past desires, dreams, and new opportunities are surfacing. Hummingbird signals the time is right to embrace all of these blessings. Take time. So, so it does say slow down and take time to enjoy the process and sip the sweetness of the upcoming period. Lightness of being is the gift of the hummingbird. So the season is summer, which is interesting because we said the next six months. So this element is air. So this would be Libra, Aquarius, Gemini. Okay. All right. And let's see what else we have. Affirm the affirmation, I am light, joyful, and free. I embrace the sweetness of life. I love that. These cards, these are these are brand new. So you, you, can, you, you can send me that? That, that oh yeah, I'll take a picture okay. of it. Yeah, I'll okay, take a picture of right. the and the okay. and the text. And okay. um, let me just see if there's a reverse because I read reversals, but okay, a, some people don't. And so sometimes the books have reversal messages. Sometimes they don't. Let's see for temperance. Oh, and then have you had readings before? Yes, I've had. I actually yes, I actually oh, I had um the last one was on January thirty first. Oh, perfect. Uh, Homegirl Rhonda. Yeah, she's okay. Love, I'd love for you two to meet. You, you'd be great. I would love that. Yes, let me meet. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Because then you know that when you have the major arcana, this is like the big secrets, right? The major arcana 
mm. are the big secrets. And then the minor arcana are the things of every day, right? Okay. So, so this holds weight here. Okay, that's the first one you sent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's the major arcana mm -hmm. and it's temperance so for them their reverse meaning is am i forcing energy to bend and mold to the way my ego believes things should unfold that's their thing in reverse right. now that's what so what should be embraced so the focal point again is getting lining things up for yourself in ways that make sense to you that in ways that feel you know integrous and all of that what's embraced is this new joy on the way all right we'll also do what we'll get a crystal here and then okay what do you have to change please a good crystal for the next six months. Oh, it's a good crystal. Thank you. Ooh, one of my favorites. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Find peace within. So okay. definitely a nice crystal. You even see the movement here Ooh. and the different striations. And so yeah. this is good for going with the flow. And then, do, 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 do. so temperance kind of already covered what to release. We know what to embrace. Is there anything else? Ancestor guidance. Ancestor guidance. Okay. I'll take some ancestor guidance. <laughs> okay. I'll take some ancestor guidance. Yeah, ancestor guidance here. Nice. So we have fennel, which is a delicious plant. So for strength. So this is a brand new like i literally just got this last night but this um particular deck has actual like recipes and things like that so you could actually cook something with fennel in case okay. you feel depleted because you are so active you are doing so many things so it actually could be really good to bring some fennel into okay. your on a regular basis okay and That's this says, you will find a greater strength and positive grounding energy coming forth and even an invitation to undertake a new life path so we've got new again okay friendships are highlighted by fennel and you may find you are spending additional time with those you align closely with situations in which sharing is high on the agenda will occur and you are being prompted to share or teach what you know okay well that's confirmation be careful not to work too hard or become unnecessarily reclusive mm, okay i like that i do too i like that for you yeah, these all this I love this. These, these, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like this for you. So I'll take a picture of these and um <clears throat> send them. And again, the similarities here. So anytime we see green, we know that that is new things, new opportunities, new life coming in. Yay, Hello. yay. I love it. I love this. Yes, yes. I so love that's, it. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So before we go, uh, thank you again so much. So my last question for you as we wrap up is about legacy. 
And what would you want your legacy to be for the people coming behind you? So I want them to know that, and this, this is even actively working on too, right? Like I have no kids or anything to that extent, but you know, we come out from a family. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that, um, if anything anybody could take from me is what it really means to be in love, right? And what I mean by that is what it really means to love yourself, to treat yourself with the kindness, the grace that, you know, that you deserve, you know, um, to not be a slave to any limiting beliefs, to um, not put yourself in a box, to not let circumstances or situations define you, but to understand that that's where they are. There's the circumstances and situations that are a part of your life. Um, and you could choose how to move forward with, with them or not. Um, and then also with that is how I've treated people, um, that love, you know, to reciprocate in terms of that saying for me, like I wanna treat people how I wanna be treated. And that's always from a place of love, respect, care, and concern. Um, and with that, the love for taking care of your community as well too. Um, and being there to, to, to listen, to really hear, because it's important. A lot of times when circumstances, situations happen is that people don't feel heard. Um, and so that's also a sign of love as well too, to take that time out, to hear somebody. Um, and so therefore, how you can then move forward with, with that person, with or without them, either way. But the fact that um, given, being able to give that person um, their agency as well to, to allow that, 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 that door is open. So uh, primarily that's, and that comes from it. And I know that everything that I do comes from a place of love. So I feel that let people, that part, real big part, if you do what you love, you'll be rewarded, yes. you know? And, and, and that falls on all levels as well. But as long as you know, you said with the true intent of what you're going out there to do, which is to share um, the gifts that you've been blessed with so that also people can see the light in themselves. Okay. All right, everybody. That was Charles K.K. Williams, my cousin, a chief. <laughs> chief, chief. Spoken like a true chief. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And where can people find you? So you can find me at Souls in Motion. I'm going to spell this out for you because somebody copyrighted S-O-U-L-S. So it's S-O-L-S-I-N-M-O-T-I-O-N, soulsinmotion.com or soulsinmotion at Instagram. And so those are the two primary places to find me. Uh, I have ventured away from Meta in terms of Facebook. Um, but you know, there's still information up there as well, but directly to get in contact with me. Yeah. You could definitely contact me through my, um, website or, and also through IG as well too. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I will see y'all next time. This was such a great conversation and I'm Zoe Flowers and I'm out. Bye.